selling out is easy to do. It's not so hard to find a buyer for you. When money talks, you're under its spell. Ah, but what do you have when there's nothing left to sell? Selling out. I'd rather call it compromise. Is easy to do. Sometimes you have to close your eyes. It's not so hard. Being rich is no disgrace. To find a buyer for you. Put on your shoes and join the race. When money talks, it has a very soothing voice. You're under its spell. It's up to you to make the choice. Ah, but what do you have when there's nothing left to sell? Break the rules. People who try are fools. When you get older, maybe then you will see. I've always found ideals don't take the place of meals. That's how it is and how it will always be. It's so nice to have integrity. I'll tell you why. If you really have integrity, it means your price is very high. So remember when you start to preach and moralize that we all are in the game and brother, its name is compromise. It's so nice Selling to have integrity. I'll tell you why. And that was a track selling out by Tom Lehrer that can be found on the album The Remains of Tom Lehrer, probably among other places. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a topical solution for the revolution, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, head over to polyrical.com. you find a link there to send me an email. You'll also find a link there to recommend a song, a topic, or an artist for a future episode, and a link to make a donation to keep this podcast free and independent. I started out with that Tom Lehrer song for a particular purpose. Uh, talk a little bit about selling out and or not selling out. And talk about the evolution of the Polyrical podcast. From the beginning, it's been my goal. And I think uh, I've been rather successful um, of delivering music to the listener to uh, play songs play copyrighted songs in particular, um, though I'm happy to play non-copyrighted songs. Another reason I led off with Tom Lehrer is he uh, famously in at the end or in November of 2022 um, released all his copyrights, relinquished all his copyrights to all of his songs and music, um, allowing anybody to play them, to record them, to to do what they will. Um, 
that's important because copyright is super important to artists, but also a big challenge for someone like me who wants to share those copyrighted works with you um, to gain interest in them, to to promote them, to, to promote what they stand for. Um, but having to deal with the middleman is a challenge, and it's a challenge because it is extremely expensive. It's very expensive to license copyrighted music um, and share it with all of you on this podcast. So I opened up my email from BMI, one of the three major licensing corporations in the United States, and it was time for me to uh, submit my report on what music I played. First of all, BMI is the only of the three major um, corporations that, that manage music rights. The only one that asked me every quarter, what songs by what artists did I perform? Did I share? So that they can allocate some of the money that I pay for licensing to the appropriate people. ASCAP and CSAC, the other two major companies, don't. All they care about for me is how much money did I make? And here's your bill. Please pay it. In any event, I opened up the BMI email, said it's time for my reporting and it's time for me to report my income. And then they could determine how much I would need to pay for 2024 licensing rights. My license is rather simple. It is a license to provide this copyrighted music via the web, via my website. And that fee is partly determined on how much I earn from sharing that music on my website. So I have to submit uh, to BMI, just like to the others, have to submit my income as, as Polyrical or as Moving Train Media, the, the kind of parent company. So... I take in a grand total annually from all of the people subscribed and donating to Polyrical and to Moving Train Media, $72. There are a, a total of two subscribers to Polyrical and Moving Train Media at $6 per month. So I report this meager income to BMI and... It populates into a form and they say, well, your income's too low. They laugh a little bit. And then they say, well, you have to pay the minimum fee instead of a fee, a fee only based on your income. Understandable. It's been that way from the start. But at the start, that minimum fee was about $340. Now, a few years later, that minimum fee is now $440. In addition, earlier that if that minimum fee exceeded the fee based on my income, then I paid just the flat minimum fee. Now, if the uh, minimum fee um, exceeds my income, then I pay a income-based fee, which is $4.41 in my case because my income is so laughable, on top of the minimum fee. So that came out this year to $455. You know, so reality sometimes knocks and you pretend you didn't hear it. And then 
reality knocks a little louder. And you like turn out the lights and hide behind the sofa. Then reality eventually kicks in your door. So I'm looking at my bill for $455 for licensing for 2024. And I'm filling out the form to, to spend my money on that licensing fee. And I think to myself, maybe, just maybe, you ought to check the balance left on this credit card to make sure it's covered. So I look at my available balance and see that it is $456. And I look back at my BMI statement and see that it is $455. And still I thought to myself, I did it. And then I realized I'm fucked. I, I can't afford to continue to do this. I can't afford to continue to deliver this podcast in the same way I have delivered it in the past because of two things. I've stretched my credit card to its limit and I am enormously horrible at self-promotion and asking for money. And that's not that, that even now, even in this position right now, that's not my point. My, but my point is I can't afford to continue to, to pay the licensing fees because not only am I paying the licensing fee for BMI, which has risen to $455. I'm also paying the licensing fee for CSAC, S-E-S-A-C, which is another one of these big companies that own a, a lot of music rights. And, and they've always been, relatively speaking, a ripoff. Their, their licensing fee is double the licensing fees of BMI or ASCAP for, for the purposes that I use music. They, they have been charging me about $360 each half year, so each six months. So, you know, $700, $800 a year for CSAC, of which I use probably very, very little music. The third big one is ASCAP. ASCAP, I haven't looked at a bill very recently, probably not in a year since I paid it the last time. It it was below four hundred dollars, but it was it was in between three hundred and four hundred dollars. So it's it's pushing you know sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars a year now to license the music to share with you. So it can't happen as it has been. BMI's done. Which means I'm I'm scrubbing the website of all BMI music, uh, which means all the back episodes of Polyrica will be offline unless I can scrub through them and make sure that the episodes contain only uh, music from the other um, companies. And, and to be honest, I won't continue with the CSAC. Um, licensing as well. I At this point in time, I want to continue to deliver music to, to you all um, that is copyrighted. And I'm expecting that I will continue to license music from ASCAP. That will depend on what that fee is at the time that 
that fee is due. But at this point in time, I, I will continue to share uh, music that is licensed via ASCAP. My website will continue to have some back episodes of my other podcasts, which contain a limited amount of music, um, if that music is ASCAP licensed. So that's where we are. So changes, changes are coming. Changes are here. If you're listening to this, those back episodes won't be available, but we're going to move forward. Um, you know, I, I, while this isn't really selling out, this is kind of, uh, going broke. Um, you know, that, that selling out song is, is really fundamental to my belief system selling out, you know, I I don't have ads in this program. Not that I would not allow ads for certain things that I would support, but generally speaking, this is not a place I want to fill with ads, but there goes revenue. I don't have ads on my website. Once again, I would be open to limited ads for specific things that I would support, but generally speaking, I'm not supportive of a lot of ads. And I I know that's why I'm broke. That's one of the reasons why I'm broke. That and and near zero self-promotion. Um, I did have an opportunity just to kind of speak about selling out for another minute. I did have an opportunity to get a big chunk of money, but the chunk wasn't big enough for me to set aside my concerns about relinquishing control of something. Specifically, there's a well-known slogan it's in the media a lot. It's out in the streets a lot. It's it's in the on the online a lot. That slogan is from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. If you've listened to recent episodes, which unfortunately you can't listen to again at the moment, uh, but if you listen to the episodes of my other podcasts, you'll see I've had a tremendous focus on Gaza and on Palestine. Um, you know, ever since October. And if you go back in history, you can see that I've had many episodes focused on Palestine, on Gaza, on the West Bank um, previously as well. uh, There's a website at From the River to the Sea, palestinewillbefree.com because I bought that URL. I bought that website Surprisingly, I was amazed when I looked to see if it was taken by anyone and it wasn't. So I bought it. Right now it forwards. It forwards to a series of different uh, important organizations and websites that support Palestine. So if you go there, you'll get a random website. You might get Jewish Voice for Peace. You might get the Boycott, Divestment, Sanctions Movement. You might get Al Jazeera. You might get the uh, International Court of Justice ruling on the uh, probable genocide that is occurring. So um, that that I own that website. In any event, um, someone contacted me and said, I have a buyer that would like to buy that website. And I said, no, thanks. And they said, contact me again. And they said, 
no, really, really, I have a buyer that really wants to buy that website. And I said, well, you know, are they interested in giving me multiple millions of dollars for it? And they wrote back and said, you know, that's outrageous and not not uh, market value for a website with a, a 10 word name, et cetera, et cetera, with their, their, their marketing and their knowledge of the market. They know the market. I don't, and I don't disagree with that. The, the, the attempted purchaser was never revealed, which is fine because we never made a deal. Um, because they offered me a few thousand dollars for it, a few thousand dollars. They offered me enough money to pay the licensing fees for a few years, at least, um, for the music that I share. And I said, no, and a little bit of me regrets saying no. And, and the vast majority of me is perfectly happy saying no, not knowing it, it's a website because it's a, it's a cause that I don't want to cede any ground on. I don't want people who look at the slogan, look at the chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free and want to turn that into something that's negative. So I don't want to relinquish control of this website to someone who might want to do that. Now I have no idea if the buyer, if the proposed buyer was that type of a person or organization, but I didn't want to take the risk at, at the amount they were offering. In any event, that's a little bit about selling out, not selling out, a little bit about how the sausage is made in its vegan sausage. Well, it's vegetarian sausage, occasionally vegan. So check ahead and, and uh, ask if you need the vegan version. Um, that's where I'm at. And that's where we're at with Polyrical. So Polyrical is evolving and, and I don't know exactly how Polyrical will end up. I know Polyrical will be different going forward than it has been up to this point. I'm super proud of how it has been up to this point. I've, I've shared with you over 2,700 songs in the time that I've been putting out Polyrical episodes. Um, and I'm super proud of that because I'm, I'm super proud about the music and the art that these artists are making and what it means to me and what it means to people fighting for a better world in whatever way they are able to fight. Um, so it, it will continue. It will just be different. And it's time to start again. Start Again happens to be the new track from Grace Petrie. Start Again is off of Grace Petrie's brand new album, Build Something Better. This album's not even out yet. It will be released March 8th, 2024. You can pre-order it now. Grace Petrie, I featured in previous episodes. I featured some of her music individually. I've also featured her uh, specifically as the artist of the episode in an episode as well. Grace Petrie is a brilliant singer, songwriter, folk musician from UK and is queer and is butch and is lesbian and supports trans rights 
Grace Petrie has an absolutely amazing one-woman show called Butch Ado About Nothing. I was very fortunate to catch the one and only time I'm aware of that there was a live stream of uh, one of her performances. I hope it go- gets on to, to tape. That's how old I am. I hope it gets recorded and becomes available as a recording. It is a brilliant, brilliant, powerful show about Grace Petrie and about being a butch lesbian and navigating this society. And it's about standing up for, for trans folks' rights. And it is personal and it is powerful and it is about the struggle to be human in a society that is inhumane. And here's a tiny taste of Grace Petrie's new track, Start Again. When you lost that scene. And once again, that is the track Start Again. That is off of Grace Petrie's forthcoming album, or recently released album, if you're listening after March 8th, 2024, Build Something Better. And that same attitude, that same uh, thought process runs through Joe Solo's work. Uh, Joe Solo is also from the UK. Uh, According to Bandcamp, Joe Solo is an award-winning musician, writer, poet, activist, broadcaster, and washing machine engineer from Scarborough. Livy has an ever-growing reputation as both a performer and raconteur, being thought-provoking, comical, and punch-in-the-air political, often in the same breath. And I featured Joe Solo on a prior episode. Um, Joe Solo both releases uh, songs, you know, words set to music. Yeah, that's what a song is. Uh, well, let me describe what a song is to you. And he releases poetry as well. And that's that's my point, is that he, he releases some spoken word and he releases a, a lot of uh, songs on his albums. His brand new album is called Sledgehammer Songs. And uh, he also has a new track out, and we'll hear a little bit of that in a minute. That new track is with the Commoners Choir, another group I featured as well, and it's called A Better Way. So right along the same lines as Grace Petrie's uh, new song, Joe Solo's new song, A Better Way, um, looking for and understanding the need, especially understanding the need to and looking to support creating and building better systems, um, better structures to support humanity and to support us all and creating those in order to create a better future. And if you're listening to this before February 28, 2024, Joe Solo is going to have a listening party on Bandcamp at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
And that is a couple of days before this album actually releases on March 1, 2024. And here's what Joe wrote on Bandcamp. If you fancy a heads up on the brand new album Sledgehammer Songs, join me for a listening party at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, February 28th. The album will play in full, and that is 8 p.m. his local time. As I mentioned, it's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The album will play in full before release day, and I'll be around on the chat thread. If you want to ask anything about the songs or where to find me on tour in 2024, it will be fantastic to finally get these songs out to you, and I hope that you can join me for a run-through in a big virtual sing-along. And here's a little bit of A Better Way with Joe Solo and Commoners Choir. When it's screwed a man, he wear a few. There has to be a better way. When his nurse is in the food bank queue, there has to be a better way. When your wage is gone, just paying the bills, there has to be a better way. But the rich are getting richer still, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way than this. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. And once again, that is from the forthcoming album, Sledgehammer Songs, by Joe Solo. Jesse Jett has a brand new album out. The album is called Live from the Black Site. This track is Pull String. Her hands are bound behind her candidate, who found the perfect hill on which to lay it down for good. Who she might not agree with on apartheid or celebrating war crimes, but talks just like she could. He's got the IDF's back and the CIA's back like a Democrat should. Mr. Anti-Establishment didn't start the fire, but he's slipping on his hood. Her voice is grafted to a candidate who might not always speak for her, but what is she to say? Why bother harping on an issue that Americans won't listen to? It seems like such a waste. But what activism is, is saying they don't give a shit, but if I don't, why would they? So way to rob yourself of agency, then chain yourself to genocide and look the other way. I love to see a fellow running as a Democrat, taking stacks of money from a GOP super PAC, calling out corruption in the giant fucking country club he's clearly been accepted at, but wants to be the leader of. He knows which way the money runs, knows it paves a leader's path, and human rights for Palestine historically don't lead to that. So he will not address it, as he doesn't see a need for that. And welcome to the attitude our country's politicians have displayed toward Palestinians since back before they cracked the will of Arafat. And so the story goes forever after. We do not speak the P-word here or recognize the Nakba. All you'll find are sea lions who volunteered as actors, barking like a manuscript from NAFTA. All you'll find are insulated sycophants intent on justifying why the slaughter done in Palestine is not a voting matter. Tell that to Shireen Abu Akla. Tell that to the children growing up inside a city where the walls are made of shackles. Tell that to a mother who is burying her baby. How her son is not our problem because we'll never see his grave. He's just a topic we can mute or we can scroll right past his face and all the videos of mourners being beaten at his wake. So stuff your poll on what the average voter sees as urgent. They don't get to know the half of what we use as our detergent when we launder all our ISIS cells, our cartels and insurgents. We do not elect the man behind the curtain. We elect the pull-string diversion. 
We elect the lesser evil donors pre-selected best to do unto the Arabs as we did unto the Persians, and do unto the Muslims as instructed by the merchant who provided you with HIMARS that can vaporize a person. Back into the dust in which we all will find immersion. One arms dealer's Jenin is another dealer's Kurson. Both are just a mark that Lockheed Martin smells a purse on. And voters are the hollow thralls that Congress put a curse on to vote against their interests every four years till they die. And if you show them Palestine, cry better them than I. Though the curse of occupations taken place within their mind, they will always love their prison, long as they are shown the sky. They will sing about their freedoms under Apple's watchful eye, as puppets dance and sing should you so pull their strings and wires. And they'll rally round the man who bears a torch and bears it high, and believe him when he tells them that he's here to stop the fire. <laughs> We're cursed to love our prison and keep lifting up our liars. We are not behind the wheel. We're being crushed beneath the tires. And our blood is in the oil and the plastic on the wipers. And our blood is on the hands of those who cranked inflation higher. And blood is on a vest where press can barely be deciphered put there by a few Israeli snipers who were aiming at the center mass of truth about American desires. That you can sell us any story. We're a nation built of buyers, and we love a good parade. It always makes us feel inspired, like who cares that those were Nazis? Gosh, they had the whitest smiles. <laughs> so I wouldn't bank on sequels to the Nuremberg trials. If they happen now, they would be confidential Pfizer style. Redacted paragraphs and empty vials close to 80 years before they share their files. Well, luckily, your lesser evil logic lets you justify the nations we've defiled. Lesser evil logic lets you cast a vote for someone that you know is truly vile. Lesser evil logic sees another million bodies thrown upon its hoarder's pile, extending out for miles. So every line I've had to scrap, I've turned back into bile. So don't you touch that dial, lest the feds come swarm your door. Guess it isn't safe to say things like I don't support the war, or may Palestine know freedom from the Jordan to its shores, or I'd love to see our senators get trampled by the poor. Any pull-string dem will tell what they're allowed to stand up for, and how little things like Palestine are better off ignored. You can call it voter outreach for some desperate remoras when the shark from which they get their scraps starts pulling on the floor. And the shark says those who live beneath a brutal occupation should be thankful for their freedoms and their rubble and their gore. And I swear it only makes those bottom feeders love him more. One in particular is beaming for her candidate who found the perfect hill on which to make his final stand. And she will not be deterred by all those pesky little war crimes, will not be deterred by his support for stolen land. He helps her come to terms with how to spin an occupation and forgiving the oppressor is the democratic way. She says her voice is grafted to the candidate who speaks for her. And every time you pull her string, she's nothing new to say. Anybody who's deliberately targeting civilians, they should be prosecuted and they should be jailed and the key should be thrown away. But, you know, I don't see any proof of that. He really does believe this, guys, to his, to his soul. And once again, that was Pull String. That was off of Jesse Jett's brand new album, Live from the Black Site. And Jesse Jett is one of the best political poet slash wordsmiths that is out there. 
with lines like, we are cursed to love our prison and keep lifting up our liars. We are not behind the wheel. We're being crushed beneath the tires and our blood is in the oil and the plastic on the wipers and our blood is on the hands of those who cranked inflation higher. God damn it, Jesse. Thank you. Among the music I purchased recently, because as I mentioned on previous episodes that you can no longer listen to, I purchase music. I'm old-fashioned that way. I think every artist deserves the financial support, as much financial support as they can get from the listener, from the people that are enjoying, or even the people who are not enjoying, the people who are challenged by their art and music. I think that every artist deserves that financial support. It is how they'll, they will be able to continue making their art. And so I buy music. All of those 2,700 songs I previously played for you, 98% of them were purchased in rare cases where I couldn't purchase them on Bandcamp or elsewhere. My preference is still Bandcamp, despite its recent challenges in, in moving from one corporate master to another. Uh, but I purchase on Bandcamp or elsewhere. And in those rare, rare instances where something is too new or something is just not available on any of my regular sources, uh, I have um, gotten some music off of YouTube on occasion. But but 98% of all the music that I've played here has been purchased by me. Maybe another reason why I, I can't continue to pay the licensing fees. Um, in any event, one of the recent albums I bought on Bandcamp is called Folk the Border by No Man's Records. This is No Man's Records is from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and they put this compilation album together. It has 20 tracks. Uh, the proceeds from this album will go to International Refugee Assistance Project, or IRAP. This is a benefit album. This is not a new release. This album was released in 2016. Um, here's the liner notes, or here's the, the note that is on Bandcamp. Compilation to benefit International Refugee Assistance Project. They provide refugees with legal assistance, helping with the resettlement and advocating for federal policy change. With 65 million displaced people globally, and with this displacement often being the result of Western imperialist and military action, now is not the time to be closing borders or building walls. All proceeds will go to IRAP. Get involved with your local refugee resettlement efforts if you can. Thanks for listening. And like I said, there's 20 tracks on here. Uh, a well-regulated militia has the track Alt-Reich. There is a track called How to Leave the USA by Al Mirabella. Goodbye America by F-double-O-K. And Send Them Back by David Rovix. And I'm going to give you a little taste of one of the tracks. This is a little piece of the track Cult Boyfriend by Jeffrey Lewis. The misfits are cult rock and roll, worshipped by a few but ignored on the whole. Me 
Meet the Feebles is a film called classic. It's basically unknown, but some say it's fantastic. Most women that I meet seem totally unfazed. Till sometimes there's somebody who seems totally amazed. I might not be in magazines as a heartthrob face. But in a few devoted hearts, I've found a strong fan base. I'm a cold boyfriend, not a mainstream show. I'm lonely or I'm worshipped by a lady in the know. When you're a cold boyfriend, life is always intense. They love me or they hate me, no one's on the fence. Cerevis is a cold comic. And once again, that is off of the album, the compilation album Folk the Border, compiled by No Man's Records. And one of the other albums I bought recently, this album is released. This album actually was released last November, November 17, 2023. This is Hamill on Trial's latest album. The album is called Bring the Kids. Here is the super brief Hamill on Trial bio from Bandcamp. Hamill on Trial is loud, fast music informed by politics intelligence in a wicked sense of humor. I told you it was brief. I learned about Hamill on Trial a long time ago on a car ride to somewhere, I don't remember where, listening to music on the radio. I used to do that. I don't do that so much anymore on those long rides. These days, I'm usually listening to music that I already own. Um, The DJ played a track by Hamill called The Vines. The Vines is Hamill's experience clearing weeds. Not the good kind of weeds, like weeds, like kudzu vines, which overgrow everything where the environment is is favorable to kudzu vines. So one of the jobs that Hamill had at one point in time was on a crew of folks that would go out every day and clear kudzu vines. And, and part of the song, the, the character in the song says, this is ridiculous. What we clear during the day grows back overnight and we have to do the same work again and again. And at the end of the song, spoiler alert, he says, we should start at the root and pow. It's like, that's how problems get solved. You can tackle a problem again and again and again. But if you're really just focusing and and putting your attention to and tackling the symptoms of the problem, the things that it's causing, you're alleviating some something that is is negative in someone's life, but you're not ever tackling the root, then those problems are going to come back. They're going to come back again and again until we look at and examine things and understand the root of what's causing them and solve that, tackle that, you know, change that structure, change that system, change the environment that allows for that root to stay in place and build a new system build something that will support humanity. So I was in love with Hamill immediately after I heard that song. And that song was on an album called The Chord is Mightier Than the Sword. And on that album is also Red Marty. 
and a, a bunch of other tracks that were amazing. So Hamill became one of my favorites. So Hamill's brand new album or brand new end of last year is called Bring the Kids. It's got a lot of great tracks on it. It's got a super powerful killer track that I'm not going to play for you, but that's called I'm Actually No. And I'm going to play you a little piece of another track called Pepper Spray. Check out the album Bring the Kids from Hamill on Trial for that and a bunch of other great tracks. Let's take a look back at the start of Polyrical. As I explained in depth at the beginning of this episode, I no longer have all the licensing rights, so all of the early episodes of Polyrical are not currently available to listen to. Um, Episode 1 featured refugees as the topic of the episode and featured Bruce Coburn as the artist of the episode. Bruce Coburn is one of my all-time favorite artists um, and is why I chose him for the first episode. Um, The very first song played on Polyrical on the very first episode was by Jill Sobiel. I've loved Jill Sobiel's music for a long time and she pulled together a compilation album. This is back in about 2016-ish. Um, when, you know, Trump was running the first time and won. And she pulled together a, a compilation album called Monster Protest Jams Volume 1, which was really, really exciting for me to hear Volume 1 and part of the name of this because... Damn it, there has to be a volume two. Volume two hasn't happened yet. I am going to hold out hope till the day I die that we get a volume two of Monster Protest Jams. And Jill contributed a track to that compilation album, and that was America Back with the chorus. They say they want their America Back. Well, what the fuck does that mean? That was the very first song played on the very first episode of Polyrical. That episode wrapped up with the track Music and Politics by the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy, one of the best political albums ever put out there. I'm not a big fan of ranking, of, uh, you know, numbering you know, best ever, number one, number two, number three. But I will say this is one of the best political albums 
ever put out by anyone. Uh, um, Hypocrisy is the Greatest Luxury, is the album name, by the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. Their only full album that they released. They, They did release a second album that was a bit more of a concept. And then Michael Franti started to move in a new direction with spearhead so i highly recommend you look for you find the album by the disposable heroes of hypocrisy hypocrisy is the greatest luxury and and there's it, that's a line in one of the songs and the next line after that is raise the double standard so incredible incredible music and lyrics from disposable heroes of hypocrisy and that is going to bring this part of this episode to a close. You can follow Polyrical in the Fediverse on collectiva.social. You can follow Polyrical on the site formerly known as Twitter for as long as I can last there. And you can find all of the new back episodes and none of the old back episodes at polyrical.com. You can listen to everything I still have the rights to playing 24-7 at movingtrainradio.com. Thanks for listening. And if you can hear this, then you've reached the part in the program where I'm going to share some music in full, full songs that either are copyright free or that I still have the license to play. The reason that these are all here at the end of this episode is I'm really trying to embody in this new structure uh, something that Corey Doctorow calls failing gracefully. Here's a little bit more about what he says about that concept. Look, I'm 52 years old. I used to be way more interested in how things worked. Now I'm interested in how they fail. I don't care how good the administration of Blue Sky or Threads is today, or any other useful service for that matter. I care about what happens if it sours tomorrow. And in Cory Doctorow's experience, and in, I think, probably most of our experiences, these corporate systems that are controlled by, you know, small, powerful entities um, are, are designed to capture us and designed to hold on to us and not let us go because our attention equals dollars for them. And once they have us and we have not many avenues to, to get away, to escape, or escape is difficult, um, then they can do anything they want to their service. A, a process that Cory Doctorow calls enshittification. They can make their service worse and worse and worse, but if it's something that we rely on, if it's something that all of everyone in our, our circle is using, we have this compelling need to be there, to be part of it. And so they can make their system worse. They can do things that would otherwise make us go away because they've made it very, very hard for us to leave. 
And shitification isn't merely the result of greed or foolishness. It is the inevitable consequence of a captive user base. So again, I'm trying, I'm trying to create this new format that will allow me to fail gracefully. That whole first end of the show, I played only full tracks that are not held by BMI and CSAC and made there be very, very little risk that that part of the episode will ever need to be culled, will ever need to be cut. This part of the episode is going to be at relatively higher risk that it will need to be cut or culled. But because it is here at the latter part of the episode, I will be able to cut off the end if I no longer have the licenses to play this music and continue to share the front half of the episode. Had I been able to do that with the 169 episodes that I previously had recorded, had I built them in that way, knowing someday I would no longer want to support the licenses for all the music that's involved here, then I could still have 169 episodes. They would just be materially different than when they were originally released. In any event, this is a lot of words for me to say. Enjoy this part of the episode with a lot of the tracks I've spoken about or shared bits of earlier in their entirety. Thanks for listening. Remember the Garden of Eden Before Eve hung out with that snake You could walk down the street Not worry about thieves All the kids could go trick-or-treating Then those foreigners started coming in Like the Germans in 1790 Then the Irish arrived The potato blight The neighborhood started changing Life was better shade of white when they say we want our America back our America back our America back when they say we want our America back well what the fuck do they mean before there was Ellis Island and that statue we
Well, you don't think I see you crying in your cars, but I do. Sometimes I can feel it at a red light, someone at my side trying to muddle through. I see them wiping their eyes in the rear view, like black hole sun in the sky. Why the fuck won't you come when I need you? Well, this moment in time is as close as we'll be and as far as I'll meet you. Two windows in between us, new moon in the house of Venus. One stranger who sees you and reads your features knows that your alibi might be tight, but it's not quite leak-proof. So if you're sitting at the light and you're crying in your car, just know that I see you. And it's a 50-50 that I'm bloodshot, gun-shy, once bitten, twice tried, ribs pried wide to the sky till I'm see-through. That's you you don't recognize yourself. People, you don't think I see you struggling to breathe, but I do. I see you stumble in your everyday grief like I do I try but I do, I'm twice bitten too My mind's split in two, my knuckles bright white From the ten to the two And the song in my head is the theme for a fugue A state of decay through the filter of corporate news Where they edit the grays and the blues They whitewash the brown till they drown out the natural hues And then it's just another fact to refuse That the corporate ladder's for hanging the company noose Consider it one of your perks After all it's communal in use so you can come and hang till your legs go limp and they're shaking you loose. Now you watch five co-workers opt for the alternate exit neatly suspended above where you wolf down your food. And your company gets its incentives embellished by harping on wellness, suggesting you'd best take time for your mental health after your 14 hours are through. Like we gave you a bottle to piss in and fixed up a noose on the cross beam. Christ, what more can we do? So if you struggle to breathe any moment that you aren't asleep, then remember, most of Americans fear for their savings, fear for their shelter, fear for their babies. You aren't the fringe of exception, but rather a perfect example of capital's rule. And you're far less alone than the ruling class tells you is true. You're far less alone than the ruling class tells you is true.
So I asked her innocently and gently, and your girlfriends that haven't been raped. She was quiet for a while. She said, um, actually, no. I would stop thinking about music and politics. 
tell you that sometimes it's easier to desire and pursue the attention and admiration of a hundred strangers than it is to accept the love and loyalty of those closest to me. And I would tell you that sometimes I prefer to look at myself through someone else's eyes. Eyes that aren't clouded with the tears of knowing what an asshole I can be as yours are. If ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, I might be able to listen in silence to your concerns, rather than hearing everything as an accusation or an indictment against me. And I would tell you that sometimes I use sex to avoid communication. It's the best escape when we're down on our luck. But I can express more emotions than laughter, anger, and let's fuck. If ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, if ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, if ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, if ever I would stop thinking about music and politics. If ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, I would tell you that I pooped in my own dogfish. And sometimes I would rather face not eating than face licking it clean and admitting when I'm selfish. And I tell you that I'm suffering from the worst type of loneliness, the loneliness of being misunderstood. stop thinking about music and politics, I would tell you that the personal revolution is far more difficult than the first step in any revolution. If ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, if ever I would stop thinking about music and politics, if ever I would stop thinking about music and politics. If ever I would stop thinking about music and politics. I would tell you that music is the expression of emotion and that politics is merely the decoy of perception.